everybody. Welcome back to the Apostolic Journal. We are glad you are joining us once again. It has uh, been quite a while since we've been on here. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you all today, though. It is my wife's fault. I've tried. And uh, she was busy setting up crusades for Brazil, um, trying to get that all organized. And they had like over 65 people there and she had to get all the all the information and from all 65 team members it was the largest team that we've had on a crusade for since a long time yeah and so it was amazing so i guess that's a an acceptable excuse i guess thank you thank you for (laughs) for pardoning me for that um but we are um, church planners, and and Amanda's doing the crusade thing, so we uh, had a little bit of a time de- delay there. But we want to try and get back on track and and uh, start putting out more podcasts again. But um, we just got back from uh, the Apostolic Conference, and um, it was fantastic. I mean, it ministered to us. It um every service was amazing and the Dillons just fantastic people. Um their passion, their their love for people. You just watch them go be around people, just their love for their saints, for people that are doing the work of God. It's 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 neat to watch people like that that have that kind of genuine passion. Um, then the the church there was fi- fantastic. They they took care of you. You could tell. I guess what you could tell is they put forth a, a culture that loves people, that takes time with people, and does it with excellence. They have put a culture in there uh, probably just from the beginning. They talked about their story and it started off with seven, basically seven of them. And um, they probably just started off with all seven of them with doing it with excellence. And there was volunteers that come from all over the place and minister or not minister, but they, they volunteer to help set up and they're from all different churches to come there for North American missions, people that are starting churches. And, uh, and if you haven't, if you're North, if if you're doing a a daughter work, starting a church and you can go to this, you need to go. It's, it's fantastic. It feeds you spiritually. It, it, it prepares you. And, and it's like a time you get to be around people that are doing the same thing. Yeah, they're walking similar journeys. Right. And so when you share stories with each other, um, you're sharing it with someone who has likely been there, done that. Right. They know what it's like. They know what it feels like to preach to four people, <laughs> and it just happens to be your family. Yeah. And um, and so they know what all of that feels like. And and the conference was just amazing. It 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 fed us, but it, it equipped us and encouraged us, um, challenged us. 
and imparted some things into us that uh, we're going to hang on to for a long time. Right. Uh, absolutely. Um, and that's one thing that I kept thinking of is equipped us. Because so much was poured into us. The day sessions really brought apostolic training. Uh, as a home missions work, you you have to think about what makes makes us different. What what stands out because we don't have the drum we don't have the drummers, the thirty person choir, the guitar player, the the stage lights. We don't have all that. But what makes us different? And uh, Brother Nathan Smith preached at uh, First Pentecostals of Benton today, and he he brought this point out too. He said, what makes us different is we follow after the Spirit. We follow after the Holy Ghost. We don't just have another religious gathering that we have, but we have moves of God. We follow the Holy Ghost and, and the anointing, not just... Well, here we are again to to do what we're supposed to do, but we follow the Spirit. And that's one thing that as home missionaries we have that's different. We have the power of the Holy Ghost. We have the power of the Spirit that that truly ministers to people. Right. You know, there's just something about following after the Holy Ghost in a service um, when it's just, even when it's just a few of you there, but... But it makes such a difference when you can feel the anointing and you can feel the power of the Holy Ghost. And and it doesn't matter if there's 15 people there or or five people there. Uh, the Holy Ghost moves no matter you know how many people are there. And so um absolutely I I, I believe that. I agree with that. That the anointing makes the difference. Right. It makes the difference. Right. One thing, um, what we want to do today is we want to we want to tell our story, for to encourage other home missionaries that you're not alone in this because we've only been doing this now for a year and three months, and it's not like we're rolling with you know fifty sixty people, you know we've fluctuate we have times where we we have struggles and then we have powerful moves of god people filled with the holy ghost and weeks wondering what are we doing what do we got what do we got to do next because you're you're just wondering lord am i doing the right thing but that's kind of what we want to talk to to you about today is our story what the things we've been through how it started and and things like that to bring you encouragement. Who's ever listened encouragement that uh, you keep doing what you are supposed to do and it'll happen. And that's what we're believing for us because we're not where I was talking to the congregation today. And I said, this ain't it. This is we're in a, we're in a small building. There's not a whole lot of us, but this ain't it. This ain't where this isn't where it stops. Right. We're going beyond this, and and we're casting a vision of of greater things. We're God's chosen people, so we expect greater things because we have God. Why not? And that's kind of what we want to share today. And I want Amanda to kind of tell us 
get us started on our story to to explain on kind of how it began well um so you know it, it's really there's so many different layers to this story and to just choose one layer um, over the other it would be hard to do that um, but I'll try to condense it as much as possible just for sake of time but um, I remember one day I remember one day uh, I felt the Lord speak to me and um, and he said he said the secret to dominion is through submission and so I, you know, I thought about that and I, you know, I thought, well, you know, that is a great, a great word, Lord. <laughs> yeah. But what does that mean? <laughs> that sounds great. huh? And so I prayed about that and I, I prayed about it for a few days and God spoke to me again and he said, the door to dominion is through submission. And so I thought, you know what, I'm. I'm scheduled to speak here in a couple of weeks. Maybe God is wanting me to talk about uh, dominion and submission. Maybe right. this is that. And so, um, so I started studying and, and praying about it even more. And you know, why, why God are you telling me this? And and so I decided to call someone. I made a phone call one day, and um, and I said, Hey, God is talking to me about dominion and submission right now and uh you know i'm just doing some study on this and some prayer and uh but give me everything you've got on on submission uh, and dominion right and this person began to talk to me about dominion and submission and and what they have learned and and uh and so we're talking and and they said you know uh, they started giving me this example uh, about submission. They said, you know, one time my pastor asked me to, uh, that he would like me to, uh, to make our church my main prayer hub. And, um, and she said, you know, for whatever reason, I just, I haven't done it yet. And I know that she said, because he's my pastor, I know that I need to submit to him and do that. Right. And she said he hasn't necessarily told me to do it, but he's said that he would like me to do that. Right. And and so as this person began to share this with me, I felt I felt uh the Holy Ghost just move on me so strong when they said that and uh, because immediately my mind was taken back to the year prior uh, when our pastor told you and I, hey, I would like you to go uh, see about starting a work in in this area. Yeah. And and at the time, there was different different factors that were involved and of why it had not happened yet. Um and so, so in this conversation, that caught, that uh, that popped back in my mind that our pastor had asked us to start this work and that we had not done it yet, uh, or he said that hey, I would like you to consider it. Yes. 
uh, which if it's your pastor, that means do it. <laughs> and so, and so, um, so anyway, we're having this, this conversation on the phone and, and this comes back to me of what our pastor had asked us to consider. And, um, and I feel the Holy ghost and, and, you know, she continues to talk and, about, you know, that she knows she needs to submit to her pastor because this is what he said that he would like me to do. And, uh, and she, she stopped and she said, you know, I have, I have a word for you and I can trust this person. I believe that God uses this person in the prophetic. And so, uh, you know, and, and you can feel the Holy ghost on that call. There was no doubt about that. And, and so they said, I have a word for you and, um, and you need to receive it. And I said, okay, absolutely. And they said, uh, your pastor has asked you to do something. And for whatever reason, you have not done it yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's time to do it. Mm. And I'm telling you that you need to do it. Right. And then uh, they began to speak uh, you know, as we say, read our mail, just began to go down the line of of different um, things that I had personally been feeling about this. And, uh, and God was using this person to directly speak to those feelings and speak to those thoughts and, and let us know that this was the time to to do this. And so I called you that day. Yeah. After that conversation, oh, I was going to tell this person, okay, this is what this is what that prophecy is about, that mm-hmm. word of prophecy. And right before I did, uh, they said, don't tell me what this is about. So yeah. I didn't even get to tell them. What it was, you know, you <laughs> want to tell you. Yeah, you want to say you got it. It was, it was this. And, um, and so I said, oh, okay, absolutely. You know, and they said, uh, because when God does the work, we will both know. And so I, I really appreciated that and respected that from that person that they did not desire the credit, um, for, for this word and, or the confirmation that Mm -hmm. they, they got it. They were, they hit the nail on the head, so to speak. Right. And so I called you after that conversation and I said, I don't know if you remember this. I said, Hey, um, is God talking to you about anything right now? (laughs) Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, and I said, um, uh, and you were like, uh, no. So, <laughs> no, okay, perfect. Well, uh, well, here's what he just spoke to me and I, I shared it with you and, um, and so, and so then you called our pastor and do you remember calling our pastor? Yes, I remember that. And so when you called him, you, uh, you said, Hey, what about, you know, maybe not this area, but what about this area in Alexander? Yeah, because uh, this, this is kind of what happened with that. It's, you called me and told me that. And I was like, um, I thought, well, sounds like, you know, we had been praying about it. Lord guide us. And we had been looking in Sh- uh, um, Shannon Hills. Shannon Hills and Alexander are right next to each other. And uh, there's just, there was nothing in Shannon Hills. There's no buildings that we could rent. It was just, there was nothing there. So 
that's when you told me that. As soon as you told me that, I thought, what about Alexander? It's right. I mean, it's they almost run into each other. Yeah. Why not right there? The next community, right? And they're not big communities. So it's not, you know, it's smaller than like your Brian or Bitten. So, I mean, probably both of them together would be the size of that. So that's when I asked um, our pastor, I text him, mm. hey, what about Alexander? And, you know, it's right next door. I explained that same thing. And he said, that sounds great to me. So I said, all right, well, as soon as I I text him, I made one phone call to the to City Hall and asked him about renting a building somewhere. And they said, yes, we got a building. And uh, I was like, okay, well, great. How much is it? $8 an hour. $8 an hour. Yeah. Now, you know, what's funny is I've been testifying forever that it was it was $16 an hour, but that was the total of how much it was. It was literally because we use it about two hours. So it was about $8 an hour, $16 a month. We've gone now to uh, uh, two services for a Thursday Bible study, but. Um, well, so I feel like I I always just like slightly have to come in and just correct that just a little bit again again because you just said you just said 16 dollars a month so it's it's uh it's 16 dollars per day that we use it um but stretched out over the month it's a little bit more than that oh. but I was speaking by faith it's gonna get even cheaper well, soon the story just keeps getting better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I caught a fish this big. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was this big. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, $8 an hour, you can't make that up. I know. It was, uh, we knew we were falling in line with what God wanted. And, you know, being that we were praying about it, we were seeking God about it. And then we even got a, a somebody else that had spoken to uh our lives that said, you know, you need to do what your pastors said. He had just mentioned to us, pray about it. And that's what we've been, been basically doing. And it, that's how it kind of started. Then we, we set up our first kind of event to um, invite people and let the community know we're there. And that was the, our first block party for it. Yeah, it was a community block party. Right. We did the community block party on on a Saturday mm -hmm. and uh, had a really good turnout. We had a lot of commitments right. that Saturday. We found out that that like everyone knows each other in that city, yes. which kept blowing my mind. I mean, every time someone would come up, they'd be like, Oh, Johnny. Hey, how yep. are you? You know, and oh, how are you, Janie? You know, yeah. it's like how you guys all know each other. That's amazing. This is going to be a very a good startup here. Right. And uh, and not only did they know each other, but they knew um, two of the people that we brought on to help us um, from the mother church. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that was very instrumental. God was showing us. Uh, th at that block party uh, that that those two people 
knew a lot of people in this city of Alexander. And, um, and so that was amazing to see. And that was something that God was showing us as well that, uh, you know, it was, it was actually a sign to us that we needed to, uh, have these two come on board and help us. And so, um, but that day, you know, we had not even gotten started yet. And, um, our son was playing on the playground right there beside the event and uh, he slipped and fell off of something and he fell backwards and he hit the back of his head mm-hmm. on a stair, like the edge of a stair. And um, and so that was a uh, a very traumatic moment. He had to go to the ER that night and get three staples in his head the day before <laughs> launch day. Yeah. And um, no concussion. Thank the Lord. He just had three staples. And so the next day we were able to have our first service, no issues, uh, no setbacks. Our son was just fine. He just had a few staples in his head. <laughs> so this is the very kickoff of, of Alexander. So our service, like she said, is the next day. So the next day, you know, we already kind of got off into of a bumpy start. We we count the 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 victory because of what the community knew we were there, mm-hmm. and uh, we made a lot of contacts and things like that. And then you know you feel you feel like it's a setback, but it's just part of life. It's things you know we got kids are gonna fall off of stuff and get hurt. Which sorry to interrupt, but it reminds me of what our bishop told us that the next day Sunday at the mother church he told us. He said, what looks like a setback is actually a setup. Mm -hmm. And so that was encouraging to hear from him. Yeah. So we're in our building the first day. We got that couple that's helping us. And I I think it was just me and you, the kids, and some staples. And And that couple. And that couple. uh, The gentleman that helps us, we're, we're outside you know, waiting for service to start. And then there's this truck going to drive by and he walks out there and waves them down and uh, stops the truck. And I'm like, does he know this guy? Is he even like, and his wife, he knows everybody. So sure enough, here comes a guy out of the truck, comes into service. And uh, he, he, that was our first, our first, service and our first guest and he ended up coming for uh several months was baptized in jesus name um and then uh he ended up having to to move away but um that was like the um the very first guest but that first service was how do you say um pretty funny because uh (laughs) Because, uh, so we have song service. Everything seems to be going good. I get up to preach and, um, we hear this loud honk outside. It was like, what is that? I'm in the middle of preaching. Like, what is that? I kind of look out the window. There's a fire truck out front. Why is there a fire truck out front? And, uh, we we just ignored it. I mean, they're surely they're not honking at us. What would be the point? So we ignored it, kept on. 
Well, all of a sudden, again, I'm right in the middle of preaching. And you hear a. Is somebody, is somebody really knocking on the door right now? So Amanda gets up, answers the door. I stop preaching, and then um, you describe him as. Uh, he was a very decorated police officer. He had all the badges, um, all of the accolades all over his. It was. He's like a super cop. It huh? was intimidating. So, <laughs> so as I opened the door, I said. Oh, hi. Yes, sir. What can I help you with? And he said, what are you doing in there? <laughs> and I said, well, we're having church. Yeah. And he said, oh, and kind of looked around yeah. and looked inside. He said, okay, uh, well, can you move your vehicle so that we can pull our uh, fire truck inside and park it in the middle of service middle and my of service. preaching we had to go and move our vehicles because there's a fire station like right next to the building mm -hmm. and so so we had to stop service and i went outside and i pulled the vehicle over and moved it over a bit and and they were able to move their fire truck in. So then they parked the fire truck right by the windows for a minute. And the thing's running like a diesel right by the window. <laughs> like, I got to tell. And th at this point, I don't even have a, you know, a sound system. I got to talk over this loud fire truck sitting right there outside the window. Not to mention the train that comes by. Yeah, I mean, you got the train rolling by. <laughs> So, I mean, Come on, <laughs> then, so then I'm preaching and I'm like, you know, well, I'm just going to keep on going. Then all of a sudden my pulpit goes, it started sinking and like, and I'm like trying to pull it back up and it's like, so my poor <laughs> wife is, you know, thinking back now, I could have just picked up my iPad and gone off of that or done something different. But I was like, well, whatever it slid down. So it was way down. And I'm standing up, and Amanda's trying not to crack up because I'm scrolling through my notes, like down my by my knees. My shoulders were like shaking from laughing so hard. <laughs> um, that was my best attempt at silent laughing <laughs> because I didn't want to obviously, you know, cause a scene or disturb anybody, but it was hilarious because <laughs> this pulpit was down by your knees, yep. and you're leaned down and, you know, scrolling through your notes you know, crouched down and it was hilarious, hilarious. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> you got a picture, all that fire truck, police officer. Oh, this is all train, our first service. Sinking pulpit. Sinking pulpit. The truck running right outside the window. And you're just like, well, here we go, Lord. This is home missions. This is how it starts right yes. here. And, uh, thank, I, I love it because that's, that's our story. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can always look back and go, remember that time we'll be old folks going, remember that first service we had? Boy, they fire trucks coming up, policemen knocking on the door. And it went from that. And God blessed us and uh, really started to, to move um, and... <laughs> Let me though before I get before I get into that. Let me share another story. So that couple that helps us, great couples. They brought one time, and this is to to help all you home missionaries. 
hopefully you haven't done this to to anybody but so he we we think we're going to do something different we're going to cook outside have a little cookout invite some people well that couple that helps us brought seven first-time guests seven so we eat yeah have a good time and uh this is probably a couple months in right we were excited about seven oh very excited victory day oh yes seven victory day hey that that's... you eat your burger because we can't wait to teach you a bible oh, lesson lord. this is awesome lord's gonna touch you you wait so go in and eat have a good time getting to know the people and uh it was basically i was going to do like a little i didn't i wasn't going to preach a full message we were just trying to get them in the door get to know them and kind of give a a, an, a testimony my testimony and um have a moment of prayer kind of pray together so i get up we ate i get up i we just have a couple tables sitting sitting out and uh they're at the table and um so I get up, got me a little pulpit off to the side, just kind of, you know, gave him my testimony. You know, the Lord's going to pour out his spirit. He He touched my life. This is how he changed me. This is how he brought me out of the world, things like that, and how he can touch your life. Real simple, nothing. And I, uh, nothing big, but I, I said, let's all stand. Let's do what, what they did in the book of Acts. Let's do what, what they told us to do in Acts 2.38, repent. All you have to do is ask God to forgive you all, all your sins, and he'll clean you, and then he'll fill you with the Holy Ghost today. So we all stand up. They all stand. And uh, so we start praying, repenting. They got hands on, you know, show, hand on their shoulders. They're praying. I mean, like Lord, all seven of them. All seven of they them. They huddled in. It was like, and they some of them didn't know each other. Right. And they all huddled and arms around it. It was it was great. Oh, it was like, this is... This we're laying is... hands on them, and, you know, we're just, we're praying and, and trying to feel after the Holy Ghost, and... So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm walking around. I go around the table. I'm laying hands, and they're, you know, Lord's moving. I mean, it, I'm like, this is, this is awesome. This is our moment. You know, this is what's going to put it, put the church on the map in this community. Oh, yeah. This is it. So, we're praying. I'm going to go back around to the pulpit so I, I i walk around the table go back up to the pulpit so my back's kind of to him well i hear a little bit of a commotion this lady like bolts out the door well the other two that she had with her are looking around like what just happened so they they grab their per the lady's purse and then they bolt out the door so that means there's four left well they think this must be time to go. Must be time. And all seven people left within moments. And I mean, this was like within two minutes. I'm telling you, when I say mid prayer, and I mean, I've got my eyes closed and and just just praying, and <laughs> and I'm like in the middle of of whatever I'm praying and saying to the Lord, and and all of a sudden. They're gone. They're gone. And like they're, I open my eyes and they're gone. Yep. yep. So I'm just like, uh, what just happened? And so like it happened so quick that 
um, it was like in moments, it was me, you, and this other couple that we had helping us standing there in the middle of that room in silence. Confused. Confused. Um, a little bit like, you know, caught off guard and, oh, and just absolutely shaken to our core, you know? <laughs> we're like, I remember like we're trying to chase them out the door there for like, oh, Bye. There was no bye. There was nothing. We we just were left with each other. Yeah, I remember the couple that was helping us. We were all just like standing there like, what just happened? And the couple that was helping us looked at us for answers. And we were like, <laughs> I've never had this happen. Honestly, I've, I've never, never ran, ran off everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We've never ran off like a whole church. So, so yeah, we were, uh, we were a church of nine and we went to about a, a church of four in moments. Yes. Or Church of Ten and went to the four and just just like that in a yeah. moment. So you talking about discouraging. I'm like, Lord, I mean, I didn't even preach a like a long convicting message or anything. I just gave them my testimony. Yeah. Like what could have happened? So, you know, of of course I I was like, being that this had never happened, I was discouraged and they, you know, we joked around about it, you know, the um brother that helps us so you know used to joke around all right i'm gonna bring some more guests don't run them off okay this time no (laughs) don't let's try to keep them this time but those are moments that that we you know have in our story right that we can look to and it was it was just it's part of our story right you know and it, it it wasn't something that was the end of the work that God wanted to Mm -hmm. do there, um, you know, it it really forced us to, um, to just grow through that. And, um, and so, you know, looking back now, pretty amazing that we have out of those seven that have come uh, or that went, uh, that day, um, one of them has come back since then and that was a year ago one of them has come back and received the gift of the holy ghost right yeah and so you know look at god and look another god... one has come and visited several times he, since yeah, then he has and at, you know at a, what thought looked like a hopeless situation you know they felt something and i remember you know, in that moment being discouraged, I called two people, called my pastor, said, pastor, this is what happened. And he, and, you know, first thing he said is they'll be back, you know, but when it's a lot different on the outside looking in, when you, when you watch seven people, you just barely ministered to run out the door. You're like, what am I doing? Am I, am I in the will of God? Am I, you know, all those things swirl, but that's, to me, those are the stories that you, you, you fight through that test your resolve. Like you got to have those to start off. It seems like, because it, it really tests your resolve. Am I in this for the real deal or am I going to be waver at the first sign of trouble? Yeah. And that's where you gotta, you gotta buckle down and say, you know, I was called. I know it's the will of God that there's a church here and I believe it. You got to believe it. You know, there's been times that we have, we've simply just had to lean into the call. Right. 
and you know when you're not seeing the results and um there's this one memory in particular that comes to mind and um and it was a rainy day and it was me you and the kids yep. and it was rainy and and we had those at that time we had those really uh you know grungy blinds that had look like bullet holes in them <laughs> um i remember those and and so it, you could see through the holes in the blinds all of the rain and it it's just something that sticks in my mind and um and no one showed up that day mm -hmm. and you preached you preached the word to us Mm -hmm. And that's something that has stuck in my mind. That even if we weren't seeing the results that we wanted to see, mm -hmm. that we were still saying, okay, God, you, you picked this for us. Hey, to be honest and, and very transparent, we did not pick this. Mm -hmm. I did not sign up for this. You called us here. Right. And so there are days that, like that day, that we have just out of obedience to God and out of commitment to the call and and out of, you know, just you got a bulldog grip on this. And, mm -hmm. and so out of all of that, you just have to lean into what you know. Mm -hmm. And... You know, there is, there is a lot that we don't know, right. but there are some things we do know. And, you know, in moments like that, maybe we don't know how, we don't know where, we don't know when that the people will come, but we do know they will come. Mm -hmm. And we know they will come because God has called us here. Right. That's what we know. And I think we focus a lot on what we don't know when we should really be focusing on the things that we do know, mm -hmm. right. the intangibles, the things that God has spoken to us about. He's, he's, he's moved up upon us and he's, he's called us. And so days like that, many times like that, we've just had to kind of put our shoulder into it and lean into the call. Yeah. Remember, like you said, remember what we do know. Remember, I am called to this. Right. I am called to to be in this city. You've confirmed it. And a lot of times that takes the pressure off of you because all I can do is what I can do. I can I can do the prayers. I can go knock the doors. I can go talk to the people. But... God's the one that waters the seed when I pray. God's the one that that takes care of the seed when I go talk to people. I'm just I'm doing my part, and so it takes the pressure off of you to go. You know, I, I'm doing the best I can right now. Um, it makes me think of Brother um, State and um, listen to a message message of of his. Obviously, he's done this quite a bit, and 
you know, you run into these situations, his particular situation, he was teaching a Bible study and, and these people that he met with were going back and forth. And, and he, he said, uh, when he left that day, the Bible study he told him, if you stay in this Bible study, God will save your marriage. And he said the whole time they just went back and forth about this, this, and that. And he said, when he pulled away, he looked up to the Lord and said, with you know, his big smile, he's like, Lord, this one, this one's a hard one for you. This one's going to be a difficult one for you. Basically saying, there's not, all I can do is what I can do. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to give them the word and you'll, you'll do the watering and you'll do yeah, the work. You bring the increase. Right. You know, we, we do our part and God will do his part. Mm -hmm. You've got a big job on your hands here, <laughs> yeah. but you can do it. You can do it. I can't. I'll do my part. And I know that you, Lord, you'll do your part because mm -hmm. that's what you do. Yeah, you, know? you run into um, situations where you're like, how can I help this person? And it puts the pressure on you. They've got situations. How can I help? What right. can I do? And the, you preached about it today. And, and you talked about, you know, it's... There, I'm, I don't know how to fix your problem, but uh, this is something I do know. And you, you quoted, what did you quote? Yeah, I talked about Peter and John, uh -huh. you know, how they walked up, they were going to pray. Mm -hmm. And um, and they saw the man by the gate called Beautiful, the lame man sitting there asking for alms. Alms, alms, do you have alms? He's got a problem that they can't fix. And, but Peter looks at him and he says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Mm -hmm. And the man got up and started walking. Mm -hmm. And so I've shared this with, uh, with people that I work with and, uh, you know, ladies that I, I work with and teach Bible studies to, I, you know, they, they will tell me, uh, all kinds of things that I, just mm -hmm. yeah. over my head. Yeah. Problems bigger than me. Mm -hmm. Problems bigger than Texas and nothing's bigger than Texas. <laughs> we found something bigger than Texas. We found something bigger, <laughs> you know? And so I have told them, I, I will not pretend to know the answer to your problems. Mm. I, I don't know. And I want you to know that I will give you what I have. I don't know how to fix that. Right. But such as I have, give I thee. Mm -hmm. And so you, I, I've realized on this journey that, that we may not have all the answers and we don't, mm -hmm. but God has put something in us. Right. And what he puts in us, we can pour back out. Mm-hmm such as I have, give I thee. Hmm. And, you know, I just believe that God, through that, uh, ministers to those people. Mm -hmm. And not just ministers to them, but uh, through his word and, and whatever he's given us to give them. But, but then he pours back into us and we are enriched. Hmm. You know, he pours back in. Uh, it's it's not just about financial blessing. He just makes us richer in the spirit. Right. Um, it's it's just amazing what God does when you pour 
out for the kingdom of God, he pours back into you. Mm-hmm. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Mm-hmm. You just can't contain it. And so I've been on this kick lately um, where I've been uh, imparting to others just what I have. Mm-hmm. And I went to um, someone's house the other day, uh, uh, an individual that um, that we're working with, and um, it was a lunch conversation, and they wanted me to come back to their house to pray over their home. And, and um, she had just received the Holy Ghost recently, and so I absolutely, let's go pray over your home. And so when I went in there, I started telling her about uh, praying uh, prophetic prayers, which is something that's been poured into us. And so I was explaining to her how to pray a bold and uh, authoritative prayer and to see results. And I said, practice it. Practice. You know, if you've got back pain, practice the power. Mm -hmm. Just practice. What's it going to hurt? You know? What do you got to lose? You have nothing to lose. Yeah. Stretch your faith. And so, um, you know, she's stayed in contact with me since that. That was about a week ago. And uh, and I received a phone call from her after that day. Mm-hmm. And she said, I want to uh, bring my son to your church that is in this small building. It, it's it's. It's just, a, I don't even know how to explain this place. Not as big as a living room. Yes. Uh, brick, not brick walls, the cement block walls. Mm-hmm. Feels like a prison. No, looks like a prison. It feels like a church. Used to be the jail. Yes. Uh, and so, so she said, I want to bring my son to your church to be prayed for. My son is in a nursing home. Uh, he has Parkinson's disease. He is bound to a wheelchair. But I believe that when I bring him to right. your church, Amen. that God is going to heal him. Right. And I'm telling you what, I cannot wait for that day. Amen. I cannot wait for that day. Uh, but I, I'm. we're just talking about pouring into them. I, I don't have the answers to their problems. Right. We don't. Nope. But we'll give them what we have, such as I have, give I thee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, going even a little bit further into our story, we, you know, a few months there, we, we, we went through that. We baptized gentlemen, moved away. Um, then we ended up, having um a time there where people were coming i think we had three or four baptized in jesus name and um it was like a one right after the other and then after that we went into a long period of nobody getting baptized and um, we would have good attendance at times, but it was very up and down, up and down. very up and down. Um, and we hadn't had that breakthrough of the Holy Ghost. And uh, we were really pushing. And I remember you talking about that. We need to, you know, 
the spirit to break out in our services, you know, because we had hungry people. And then, um, then all of a sudden, oh, well, you went to Brazil and, uh, Obviously, the Holy Ghost moved in Brazil. All the amazing things that happened there. We may talk about that in another episode. Um, but all the the miracles and things that happened there. And then um, when you came back, we had four people get the Holy Ghost in less than two weeks. Just boom, 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 boom. Yes. And... Uh, it was that ripple effect that that she'll probably talk about um, sometime in the in the future that came from Brazil. It was that amazing spirit that you get that you get um, just that apostolic anointing you get when you go to something like that. You're you're around like-minded people who are just pouring into each other, a unity that is amazing, and then you experience something like that. And it was just a, a catalyst for what was going to happen next in Alexander. Right. When you, I mean, basically, when you came back, it was funny. Uh, one person got the Holy Ghost, and and um, uh, we we met him up at the church on a on an off day like a friday and uh you know amanda's the one to, that went to the um to the uh crusade and uh i remember we were sitting there talking to the to the person and and uh we said uh you know they wanted us to pray for some things and we we're like we'll pray and i i told them i said but we're going to pray fervently and we're going to pray in the spirit we're going to pray in the holy ghost and and i had a Amanda read a scripture and you can feel the Holy Ghost in that place. She was ready. She was ready. And you told her, you said, uh, we're going to pray fervently. We're going to speak in tongues and you're going to speak in tongues. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> hey man, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Just watching your guys's crusade got me pumped up. Yeah. I was ready. It reminds you of all the past crusades. Yes. You've been on. Yes. And then, uh, she stood up and and raised her hands and God filled her with the. I mean, yeah. well, we repented and it was we didn't even make it through the repentance. I don't she, think. No, she was ready. It was. It was she was she so, repented, but it didn't take long. She was so ready. And, yes. And uh, Holy Ghost fell, and I mean, you could it. It was amazing. Yes. And that's our that's our victory stories, but all those you know all those I don't we don't post. Hey, it's been another week with no guests. Hey, yeah. you know, nobody's got the Holy Ghost this week. So you only see the side of when we baptize people, you know, uh, when people get the Holy Ghost, you know. But when there's a big gap there, you know, and you ain't heard anybody get the Holy Ghost, it's because we're praying that somebody please get the Holy yes. Ghost or fill somebody with your spirit. But another thing is in those times too, you know, even though we've gotten people that have received the Holy Ghost, one of the most important things now is we're discipling these people. And there's not the hurrah in discipling. There's not the, you know, oh man, that was awesome. But learning to teach them how to live this life, 
how to live a life of abundance, how to live in the spirit and follow the things of God. And that's to me is just as exciting, but there's just not that that moment like the Holy Ghost or baptizing. There's no one moment, you know. We should start posting a report. Hey guys, we discipled five people this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Let's normalize celebrating discipleship. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but and it's so awesome to see these people that have gotten the Holy Ghost, and and others that are are starting to teach Bible studies, and watching them do the work now, and having a hunger for the Word, and watching them develop, and it, it's that is so rewarding because you're seeing their life start to go upwards now yeah coming out of situations getting their life together doing these great things for god and then god has these great plans for him and you could see it happening yeah i mean that's just as exciting because you're like that's just the beginning holy ghost and baptism was just the you know to get them on the path and then now we're watching their their path taking off to the next step to the next yeah. step and you're just like you know, you look at them in service, it just puts a smile on your face yeah. as they worship, lifting their hands and praying and and yeah. doing all those amazing things. I was I was just thinking about like our children when they were babies. Mm -hmm. We rejoiced whenever they could eat solid food. Right. It was a milestone. Right. We rejoiced when they started sitting up on their own and holding up their heads. Like, oh my goodness, they're tummy time. They're holding their head up. You know, and we rejoiced when they started crawling. Right. And when they started walking, you talk about a day of rejoicing. Oh, yeah. Videos, pictures, because they were making steps. Right. We celebrated their mile milestones. And, and that's what it feels like with, with the people that we have seen and or that God is bringing us and has brought us. Mm. Um, we have, what would you say about 15 people now? And, uh, yeah. And, you know, we're seeing such, such milestones that is, it's just worth celebrating yes. every milestone. Good, faithful people are coming. Yeah. That's so exciting. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you this, love we have for them as saints and and their what they've come from the struggles they've pushed through and have and are making it and um today you know i was casting vision today and i wanted to impart into them to that we're going to think bigger because we're in this little building that don't smell good it don't look good it used to be the jail of the city and it's look, you know, it's like a little living room, but it's like tile floor, white brick walls, and we have moves of God. And I was trying to cast vision today that this isn't it. This and I want all of them to know that when this thing, when we go to the next level, they're all part of it, that they're gonna be Bible teachers, that they're gonna be Sunday school teachers that they're going to do great things. And I don't say that just to say it. I know they can be. Yeah. And what a rewarding thing. And, you know, to in a way to encourage people, 
we're not where we want to be yet. We're still in that journey where we're we've got a few people that are starting to, that are faithful, and we're starting to see them grow, which we know is going to cause the next effect, and then the next effect, and to be an encouragement to people that when you hang in there, it you see all these other people, people getting the Holy Ghost, people being baptized in Jesus' name. And you're mentoring and discipling a couple people that is just as rewarding and as as powerful as everything else that is going on. You're at a small scale now, but you'll reach that scale where it's it it it'll make an impact on your city, and that's what we're believing because the the city right now knows we're there. The people know we're there. And we're walking by the Spirit and the Holy Ghost, and we know we're making an impact. And God is going to begin to water the seed of our city, and He's going to water the seed of people's city that are listening, and He's going to touch their city, and there's going to be anointing on your city, and you obey the Holy Ghost and watch what He does. And today we wanted to encourage you by just some of our stories. We're just now in the in the middle of it. We're one year in, so we're not we're not you know we're not running a hundred. We we're not running fifty. We're still running ten to fifteen every week. But we we know we're making an impact. We know that we're making a difference in that group, and we're going to make a difference in that whole. We're coming for the whole city. Yes, all of them. All of them. All of them. It's, it's time to stop thinking small and stop thinking, well, if I can keep these 10 coming, that'll be accomplishment. No, we're coming for the whole city. We're coming for every every drug addict. We're coming for every person that's struggling with depression, with struggling with and all the things in that city. We're going to bind it in the name of Jesus and we're coming for the city in the name of Jesus. And I, I, I want to claim that for people that listen to this podcast, that you get that boldness in your spirit and know that you're not alone, that it's not just you're the only one going through these struggles of the up and down where, hey, I'm only reaching this person. I'm only reaching that person. That person is just as important because that's going to be the next seed that grows your community, that grows the spiritual impact of your city and it's going to happen. You claim it in the name of Jesus.